0: Cuisine Bites with Kelly Brat. Everything you'll ever need to know about food. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Cuisine Bites, where we take you beyond the pages of Cuisine Magazine for an even deeper taste of New Zealand flavour. Our featured guest is a biggie. One of the most famous chefs and restaurateurs in the world was in Auckland recently. And I was lucky enough to get to take him out to lunch. You can't have a best restaurant.
1: You can't. You just can't have a best one. You can have a favourite one, and your favourite one might be your favourite one today and not tomorrow. Not tomorrow,
2: yeah. Like
1: a a, cookbook or anything else. Yeah, this is the beauty of of, 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 of,
0: of cooking. An intimate and exclusive glimpse of Heston Blumenthal coming up. But before we do that, I'd like to introduce you to a group of very slick and sassy ladies. Cuisine Bites with Kelly Bratt. At a recent New Zealand rosé tasting, our cuisine wine panel awarded the top gong to Madame Sass Rosé 2018 from Central Otago. So well done to Clayton Cornelius and the team. The reason this wine was awarded top rosé was it exemplifies all that we love in great rosé. A beautiful pale pink hue, perfume-like aromas with a subtle blend of florals and musk, and a finish that's dry and refreshing. At $25 a bottle it's also a Cuisine Best Buy for delivering quality at a very reasonable price. Now the brand story for Madame Sass is one of daring indulgence. She pays homage to heroines from Central Otago's Gold Rush era, gutsy women who held little regard for the establishment and relished taking risks. So when Sassy brand manager Chrissy and approached us to create an event that would celebrate the release of their Pinot Noir Rosé, we thought this might be a perfect opportunity to invite a group of women from all facets of the hospitality industry out to lunch. We wanted to recognise and celebrate the many diverse strengths that women bring to the hospitality profession. Seriously Sassy Chats with Madam Sass. It was an interesting bunch around the table in the art-filled atrium of De Brett's Kitchen in Auckland City. Sonia Anich, Group Sommelier Woodpecker Hill, Lauren Brett, Assistant Venue Manager Seven, Lara Burns, Ops Manager, Bar Works, Lab; Poi Eruera, Odette's Eateries, General Manager. Jordan Harper, Woodpecker Hill, Maitre D. Alex Sko, Azabu, Venue Manager. Heather Edmund and Charlotte Scott from Hancocks. Chrissy Powsland, the fabulous Madame Sass Brand Manager. Master Chef's Jax Hamilton and the legendary Fleur Sullivan from Fleur's Place. I asked Fleur to kick off the conversation and give us her observations of the strengths that women bring to her restaurant business. Sassy Chats you're cleaner
3: (laughs) 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 soberer (laughs) well (laughs) sometimes yes I've had so many years of so many different young men and women in the restaurant and why did the women disappear and the men stay that's what I was thinking about um, because
0: they have children yeah and That's 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 where they disappear to. It, I think the way that I see it sort of unfolding is that women kind of have to make that decision on having children, and then it's very hard to get back into the industry.
3: Well, they often have another one. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it's no—it's a snowball effect. From yes, there. yes. But I mean, you yourself—you—you've worked so yeah, many years in the industry.
3: I, like I've got. Grandchildren I've neglected now. <laughs> instead of just my children. <laughs> the and, second generation uh, of yeah, neglect. Yeah, there's a third generation now as well. Oh, wow. But um, my they my kids got really sick of me. Really sick of me. But they wouldn't have had I was a solo mum, they wouldn't have had um, all the all the good experiences they did have. Um, if, you weren't if I if industry. I wasn't in the industry. They learned about good food, they learned about what what they wanted to expect out of their lives. They had high standards of food and they they tattooed themselves while it wasn't <laughs> home. They <laughs> had like heaps of kids all living in my house all the time that I didn't know about. And they it's groundhog day they tell me, every day in my house. But I go to work every morning by harvest eight, the latest end is nine and I come
0: home at harvest ten at night. Wow. Still that, still yeah. Mm. Every day. Wow. Jax, you're everywhere, all over the place, master chef. You're an incredible businesswoman and obviously very clever. What do you think? What are the strengths that, that you see in women in this industry?
4: I think that the difference between um, men and women really is love. Because I think with women, the food comes from a deeper, warmer, more wholesome place. Look, I'm, you know, my mother had six children, she was a solo parent, she was a nurse. We had no money. She had a garden, she had herbs. And once a year, all my aunts would come from Jamaica, from Birmingham, from Stoke Newington, and they were probably like only 35 and they'd get in the kitchen and they would sing and they would dance and the food would come out and me and my sister would sit under the table and we'd see their legs and we'd smell the food and my one of my aunts brought a live sheep from the Midlands in the boot <laughs> of her car once Brilliant. all the way down so they could kill it in East London do you know what I mean? so in that space, under that table, watching their feet, listening to them dance and listening to them talk about food is where I learned where I grew this little food baby in my heart Mm. and where I didn't realize it because then I went off into the world and I had a, you know, I was, people don't know this, but I was the first ever um, press officer for Simply Red and I had my own qualitative research agency in Notting Hill and I did all these things. And and then I married a man from (laughs) Timaru and I came to New Zealand. And I thought that in my life that I had, you know, established myself because I'd had these corporate jobs but then my marriage fell to pieces and I was left with nothing I thought and I became a solo parent of two young children and in that space I allowed that love to blossom once again directly to who I really was at that point because I had nothing left I had no real home, my family was all all the way back in England and so I applied for Masterchef and in doing that the love became an affair it became bigger and wider and deeper and when I meet people who are in the same position as me who actually do what they love as a passion um, it, it, it is drawn from that And when I go to places and I meet you know Gordon Ramses or whatever it's more like a process it's more like a thing they do to become successful as I think women in food it's more of a Warm. You know, when I get off the plane in London, I can smell my mum's pig trotters cooking because she knows I'm coming.
3: Do mm. you know what I mean?
4: When my boys come home, it's the same thing. It's that warmth, it's that love, it's that nurturing. And I think I think you're right there, Philip. I think women then go and have children and then there's a perspective thing that happens because we've, we've kind of cooked this other recipe inside <laughs> us that takes one egg and 25 million soldiers and nine months of baking and 24 hours, 48 hours of plating... Do you know I, what I mean? mean? All of those things, if we're all from that same recipe of human mm. beings, if it's a bean recipe that we all come from. That's how we all start. And I think that is really important to kind of, to access. But I think the women in this industry need to push that forward, because we have that, it's stronger, it's mm. much more. Women in a kitchen seem to take the back step for some reason, it's like a, I don't know, it's, a, it's, it's one of those things, men come in and they're like, well, hey, I'm in here and I've got a knife. It's like a barbecue. Oh, barbecue. Barbecue. Oh my God. All year, the barbecue sits under a cover. Below the washing line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Summer comes, geezer comes in, right? Where's the steak? It's like, no, hold on. What? <laughs> what? Why does that happen? They push you out the way, don't they? They think, well, no, under man. It's not
0: just that. You know what I love about barbecues is that I spend three days before the barbecue doing the marinades yep. and sorting out <laughs> all the canapes and all the great things and the bruschetta and the the cannellini dip with the roast garlic and the sage and all that sort of stuff and do all of that for three days lead up and then the, everyone arrives and my husband stands at the barbecue and gets all the credit.
4: <laughs> but, do <And> like, <laughs> oh, but, they, but do we let him get the credit? Are we no, I don't. That? It no, no, no that's that good. It's like it's incredible. Everybody
0: yeah. just gravitates to that, here I am, I have made fire. Yeah, and yeah that's I, right. And I, it's like it's, But we are not here to bitch about it. No. <laughs> no, no like, okay. very positive. So I was hoping <laughs> we could zip around the table and just ask you guys because it's a hard job. Why are you in it? What do you love about mm. it? Great question. Um, I'll,
5: I mean I think Auckland hospitality is a big difference, but it's very cosmopolitan. I think that's the first thing where I'm in, I'm in it. So all this culture and um, the people but also in the food you get all this ingredients coming from everywhere. Mm. I found that very exciting.
4: I'm mm. yeah. three sisters and my mum always made sure we had breakfast, lunch and dinner and she never went to work so, and So yeah, food is definitely sort of from love. your heart and love. Mm-hmm. And I've got quite a small team and they all call me mum at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my and God. This, this, I work with the guys, well we two sort of do it all together. And we get on really, it's a great team and it's with us two and then with our um, sort of staff as well. And I am definitely the one that sort of just, I don't mind at all just Sort of making sure everything happens sort of behind him. He is the one, he's the one at the barbecue, he's the one that is lighting the fire. But it's sort of me and another girl that kind of make all the love happen and make sure that he gets to put his fire on, if that mm. makes some sense. It's quite hard to answer, I guess, in um, one sentence, but for me, I think it's more of a sense of achievement. Every day, however I finish my day, I have achieved something, whether it's created a An amazing experience for a guest in the business or whether i've helped a team member to be better or to learn something about themselves and i think every day you apply the same skills but it's always different so for me i just i don't know it's it's where i feel at home so i love what i do and just do it without thinking yeah awesome (laughs) Um, for me it's probably like the people and the personalities, um, I guess it's the, the social side of it as well, Working, so I work in on-premise, um, but yeah I think that's why I've always sort of enjoyed hospitality as well. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah I think I agree like for me I love the whole people side of it like getting to know your regulars, hearing different people's stories every single day, having different conversations, yeah every day is different that's the best thing about it you get a new challenge every single day and it's just so much fun yeah it's good.
0: I think that's what I loved about when I first got here I can still remember the thrill of um learning that I could stack midi we call them in Australia midi glasses I don't know whether they're pints here or what are they midis here? I don't know. Well, you know, they're sort yeah, of like yeah. about that. Yeah. That beer glasses oh. that sort are of about that big, mm-hmm. and they just and I the thrill of learning that I could stack like about forty <laughs> of these things up my arm. I, <laughs> I felt so powerful. <laughs> and then the thrill of learning that I could carry more than one plate. You know, without tipping it down the back of someone, I could actually carry you know four plates at once and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that thing of every day is always different has always stayed with me. It's a great career path for that reason. And for you, um.
5: Oh, I'm a a feeder. I love feeding people.
1: <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, yeah, nurture. I love, I come from a European family that food was the centre of our life and our family life and it just was such joy but also I love the theatre of restaurants. I love the dynamism. I love turning that gnarly customer into your future best yes. favourite yeah. customer. Um, there's just so much joy from it that there's you know however much it it is an undervalued profession I just love so much that it gives me that I feel fed from it as well but um within the kitchen having worked also I had my own catering company overseas um the kitchen thing is really interesting but the I think the boys just like the power trip a lot whereas women are again about giving and creating an environment that's so much more um Comfortable and, and we're, we're more diplomatic about everything we do, mm, I think. Mm. Generally, that I've found working with women chefs and um, men as well, um, there's a lot more diplomacy and, and kindness. Yeah. I um, know, oh just touching briefly on the chef thing, I think I've been really lucky because I've managed to, like, chefs let me talk about their food, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so if I veto a dish, they don't kick up a fuss. Um, Which has taken years of getting to say it in exactly the right way so we don't crush the ego But also, you know, do it with I love this one, but why don't you merge them? But I think it's um so nice when you work somewhere for a while and you get to actually collaborate on every part of the business Um, And the kitchen part is usually the hardest one to nail and once you get that it's just pretty smooth sailing and a joy to work in
0: Seriously, sassy chats with Madame Sass. And from sassy chats with strong and determined women who are carving hospitality careers in New Zealand to a very intimate chat with a man who is one of the most recognisable chefs and restaurateurs in the world. At the end of October, Auckland was abuzz about a pending visit from Heston Blumenthal to launch his new 4K Etherdewer barbecue range and I was beside myself with excitement when Heston accepted my invitation to take him out to lunch and introduce him to a taste of New Zealand and a chef that is really kicking some goals. As you can imagine, delivering lunch to one of the world's most famous chefs was quite a big deal for the Sugar Club's executive chef, Josh Barlow, and his team. But I hadn't anticipated how difficult this interview over lunch would be. Not because Heston was in any way difficult, but because of the incredible pace that his brain travels. All of my carefully planned questions had to be abandoned as we jumped back and forth across a diverse range of topics, and and at times, I'll tell you, I felt totally out of control. But I wanted you to have the opportunity to get a sense of this very talented man. The day after our lunch at the event launch made me quite sad to hear a few people refer to Heston as crazy. Of course, it's hard to even imagine what being inside the pressure cooker that is Heston's head must be like, but there is definitely no crazy here. Josh and I had a little glimpse of a Heston that is being kinder to himself and clearly re-evaluating his priorities. Oh, and I need to warn you, there's slurping, crunching and a lot of lip-smacking through this delicious lunch. It's really hard not to talk with your mouth full when the food is so good and your lunch date is so interesting.
2: Um, so a couple of snacks to start us off. The yep. first one is a homemade Pringle. And on top of that yep. we have caramel salada. So we cure the whole hapuka row overnight and then smoke it with manuka. Would you,
1: would you cure it in?
2: Uh, Salt and sugar. Salt and sugar. Salt and sugar. Um, so we got some fresh salmon eggs on top of that, some yeah. lemon and dill. Yeah. Next we have an oyster sandwich. So we have a pearl barley wafer holding it together, yeah. and we have an oyster cream inside. Uh, so we get our oysters from Kaipur, which is out on the west coast, about yeah. an hour away.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, we throw those in the blender with shallots and champagne, and then we fold that through some whipped cream. On top of that we have some bronze fennel and wild scampi caviar.
1: Yes, I like that. You know, we throw it in a blender, which is... what you shouldn't do. No, no I'm saying it's good. I, 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 I think we become less human being than we should be in restaurants. Everything is more robotic, but you, you chuck it in a blender. Mm.
2: That's exactly what we do.
1: You just chuck, it, just chuck it in a blender. Fantastic.
0: Awesome. Great start. Thanks, Thank Josh. You. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. I'm interested to know about what your perception of New Zealand cuisine is. Do you have one?
1: my perception um, Have you seen much
0: of New Zealand?
1: Uh, I've been through this is the third time but it's all been too short
0: mm.
1: so what's happened over the past I've, I've put I've worked so hard, i focused so much on on this, on the food side of things and put um, so much work into the sort of levels of precision and consistency in the restaurant mm. that the sort of some of the organisational stuff outside of the restaurant in the business, they're you know, handed over to other people. Yeah. Because I can't, you can't I, do I can't, it can't all do it all. No. Um, and then I get to the point where sort of the itinerary is done for me and I'm not even quite sure of the dates and I feel like a hamster on a wheel. Mm. Um, I've been doing a lot of work on development, the most I've ever done at the moment. And I've been on like a hamster on a wheel and been in people. So always wanting to do more and more and more I wanted to more. ask you
0: about that, actually. It must be hard to be you and always have to meet that expectation.
1: Yeah, that, and I think this is the importance of memory. Now, I'm not setting myself against any other human being, but the first thing that I've got to do is actually love myself, but not, I'm not better or I'm mm-hmm. not worse than anybody else. And everybody needs to love themselves first be kind, I to yourself. be kind to yourself. Be loving to yourself, maybe, and, and and I see myself as a walking experiment. I it's almost like I'm reverse. I'm in mean the process of reverse engineering my life in some respects, because I can look back. I was I I wanted to show people. I didn't. I didn't want to be rejected. Now I'm not saying that my rejection issues were any stronger or worse than anybody else's, but our emotional um, awareness. Is relative and should always be relative to ourselves. Mm, mm. That's like a human being. But what's happened is human beings have become, have sort of now crossed over into a human doings, and we then start to make en masse. And I think there's a feeling of a change, a positive change now, but to become a victim and make a competition of our suffering. But somebody that loses their private jet in, in a, in a, you know. Bankruptcy thing doesn't suffer more or less than somebody that loses their trainer accounts of the state. And we're working with. Um, I'm still going to come back to the question. <laughs> you asked the question. Okay. It's all right. We've got time.
0: But, um, <laughs> I have to have one of these. This is going to be really interesting because you'll be hearing me crunch as well now. But these <laughs> mm. oyster sandwiches are delicious.
1: No, yeah. I love the acidity in there as well. No. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's um. Yeah. Scampi oh,
2: caviar, like, that scampi caviar, that scampi caviar, I only mm. tasted it last week, it's just... Delicious. A, I like how the flavour just carries on with that scampi, it's
1: like... I, I wonder I wonder what the blueness... Yeah,
2: natural, completely natural like that, it's wild. Um, but the way the flavour just carries on, that subtle...
1: There must be, there's a point where... Them, I don't think there must be a point where the... Oh why is it
0: blue? That's always, I don't understand why it is so blue.
1: Think of colours of a rainbow and the sea is blue, blue. now that's bluey-greeny, that's a bit of an obvious thing to say. Mm. Oh God, I've been doing so much research. I'm uh, um, now, uh, set could me be off cyanobacteria, <laughs> chloroplasts, <laughs>
0: speak to me like
1: photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Is it about something fabulous. that they eat
0: though? Is that why it's that colour? It's oh. an
1: evolution, the evolutionary thing, it's all, and it's linked to the immortal jellyfish. It's the it's one creature that never dies, unless it's eaten. It goes, it mushroom goes up. But there's anything about it, the movement of jellyfish and mm. DNA. And when it gets just about this, um, old, it then reverses and goes back to youth, youth again. Look it up. It's called wow. the immortal or the eternal jellyfish. They're studying it now. It's the only creature
0: wow.
1: that never dies. Should
0: uh, we be eating more jellyfish, do you
1: think? Yeah. Uh, well, we should, it, and quite a few of them. Yeah, and we should be dealing with plastic, PET and PETA. Mm. Mm.
0: And which is even in our salt now, which is quite. It's
1: te- yeah, it's going into our whole digestive system and the whole marine life. It's one of the biggest issues that we're facing is plastic, but like everything. It's really complicated, if you, just get, you can't just get rid of plastic. It's like no. clo- the clothing. They, Australia had a big fashion show. Uh, it was mm. Australian fashion, I think, it was not that long ago. And they had vegan kind of clothing, so not made from any animal skin, but they've got forms of polyester and plastic in them to replace what, the, not, the, 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 the animal, whether it's leather and stuff like that. And that in itself creates more damage
0: with what you have to do and the size and the scope of the restaurants yes. and the people that you're feeding, do you take a stand? Are there certain species that you absolutely won't go near? How do you manage all of that? I
1: serving Mediterranean cod about 17, 18 years ago. The most precious things, the thing a human being can do, one of them, is become aware of becoming aware and become aware of the potential of continuing doing this. So. We're all going to fuck up sometime, rather. We're all going to do things that maybe you think, mm. you know, oh, I didn't mean to do that. But without memory, and without having some level of vulnerability and communication, you can't learn. So Einstein said, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over again, and expecting different results. That's We're totally all scary. human beings. We're all human beings. One of the things with the food in, I, I get in New Zealand is it, it's not yeah, if you want to drink Nescafe, or you want a cappuccino at lunchtime, and so you don't have to justify yourself. It's just because you love it. Mm.
0: We are on this race at the moment. I think you'll agree, Josh, to, to tell the New Zealand story and define what that is. There's even talk of, yeah. you know, tourism is talking about developing a national dish, and I don't, you know, I don't think we know what that is, and I don't know that we need to have a national dish and you, be defined. You don't,
1: no, because the national dish. I absolutely, really feel strongly like this. National dish is defined upon what? A Mm. moment in time. One of the things to celebrate here on the food side is that you've still got to work. You still got to work to get your food. And you work to get your food, then it becomes a value.
0: And it is a country, I think, that's still more connected to food than a lot of other countries because...
1: I'm living in, in... Provence, in, this, in this, nation, this amazing national park. If I wasn't there, because it's also got the nostalgic heaven for my, well, it's the place that inspired me to cook, but there's dozens of reasons why I'd want to live here. From the quality of the light to, I was sat, I sat yesterday, I had a day off, I had a day off, I mean I'm do some work, but yeah. I was always, and I was just looking at the trees and looking at the flight, it's the ducks and the birds and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the movement and the noise and the cloud formation and the, where France, they'd be here and there's a question mark about Puglia. My, um, I'm a little bit um, biased because of being in this national park where they had the restaurant that mm. inspired me to cook and it, it's incredible, but they are here. I think I think. Oh, that's uh, fantastic!
0: New Zealand will be very excited to hear that. You know it could get I, lucky.
1: The first time I you was know, did that. We did a dinner. It was for um, the prime minister. It's a few years ago now, and it was in Cape um, Cape Kidnappers. Mm,
0: yes.
1: And so I got there. Went for a run, and it was beautiful. It was just like just like drizzle over pigs at the pigsties and the fence of the sheep and. Around for about an hour or so, but anyway. They've got the bedroom, two bedrooms in a bungalow inside, mm. and I fell in through the door. <laughs> I don't have a red suitcase. Oh, <laughs> wrong door. lying in bed, okay. That <laughs> I remember that. It was it was very funny, and then and then you said you did a did a little talk of myself. Thomas Keller and, and Neil, and uh, and the guy then stood <laughs> up and said, you know, like he said, if you turn left and go straight into the loo, maybe my missus was in the bath.
0: <laughs> you were just talking about women, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a tough industry, it's a tough industry for anybody, male or female, yeah, to be in, yeah. but women do tend to find it hard, even if they start off in the industry, they get into the industry and then they leave to have kids and it's very hard to come back. What are your thoughts on that? Your own staff, have you got many women on, on yeah, staff? Yeah, we've, we've,
1: got, got, we've got quite a few. I think um, men are kind of losing their way in, in life, in modern society, so women, can be um,
0: It's our time.
1: It, uh, without a shadow of a doubt.
0: Uh, oh, I like you, Hester.
1: Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 this is a real big... And I, I spent my years on my kickboxing, I used my, the right side of my body just to smash my way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buildings and stuff. You know? And in fact, with my memory, I can now go back and I can see what, why it was doing that and I was full of anxiety and anger and frustration I was using this strength male strength to protect my feminine energy and in fact I um, kind of funny in a funny way links to this barbecue <laughs> so if you go back to hunter hunter-gatherers <laughs> men went out and bashed the chest they were hunting so they had a, developed a better sense of uh, direction than females but we don't go hunting in our Chess anymore, and we've got GPS. Right?
0: And I would like to say something there, though, too. You guys stand at the barbecue and get all the credit. We do the marinades, we make the salads, we do all the work for three days. And this then, is
1: exactly the like, same.
0: And then it's all it's, about a, the, the bloke the that's bit. turning the skewers on the, yeah. and it's like, hold on a yeah. minute.
1: With his baseball cap and his, yeah. his beard. This is exactly <laughs> it. And then go back to hunter-gatherers the men would say that, off they go. they yeah, yeah. with their spears. Yeah. The women would have to go from picking berries, um, to to digging grinding for roots, all the
0: things and yeah,
1: to yeah. taste and making sure that somebody's not going to poison Wasn't. them. <laughs> and then we swam back in again to make a fire.
0: At the end, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's why we... It's been going on forever. It's, it's
0: time for change.
1: It's time for change. Is that absolutely what... What's, what's that? All right,
2: so this is um, it's a pale ale bread. Parnell's made like Garage Project down in Wellington, Craft Brewery, yeah. and
1: then next to that we've got whipped marmite butter with grated cheddar on top. Oh, fantastic. So oh, is that even hey Oh, here's a question.
2: Hold on, I'm supposed to be asking
1: the question. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Go on then. <laughs> I've
1: just thought of this. <laughs> Does New Zealand have their own yeast extract?
2: I think marmite is different. Like, it's
0: marmite or Vegemite, and I'm a Vegemite yeah. girl. Oh, like, I, I don't it's fine, like that. it's too sweet I've, for me, uh, oh, I, 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 I think we do both, don't we? Yeah. You
1: no, know, I veg veggie milk this morning. You
0: don't like
1: it? No, I do. I prefer my milk, But then that's.
0: Cultural that's That's just what
1: memories, I know and what it? I grew up. Yeah. But, and there's always something about. I'd always nick from my kids' plate. Every like one quarter of, of a the bit toast. of butter toast. Yeah, and, yeah. And then nick from there. So.
0: Do you know, all the degustations that I have, there are nights when I just go home and I just have a piece of good bread with butter, mm. and I'm so happy.
1: Oh, oh God. You yeah. know, it's the only thing you need oh, yeah. to survive long enough without drinking water,
0: mm.
1: is bread. Wow.
0: I always I mean. thought you should have a banana in your handbag, that's what I was taught growing up, you think it's bread.
1: It's a bit personal. <laughs>
0: Because of the nutrients, Heston, and you know, oh, they yes, give so. it, you know, when they're swimming the channel, don't they give them bananas when they're swimming the channel? Yeah. Like, cause I'm, not, like I'm one... not saying
1: now, but I'm saying I'm over, the, <laughs> over the hundreds of thousands of years <laughs> that we've evolved, but...
0: Oh, you're going a bit further back than I am. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So go with that hunter-gatherer <laughs> thing that, that women have developed a much more acute sense of awareness and smell than the men.
0: Yeah.
1: And, 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 and the protective mechanisms so this barbecue, which I'm really proud of, Stephanie said to me when it was first time we first got the plug it in. You put charcoal wood, probably yeah, from a tree, without not being imbibed with anything. You don't need a fire lighter, a match, and you press a button, and it lights. And she went, "But I can do this." And then I looked. And oh, I thought,
0: you're giving away the power.
1: Oh no! If I just. What? Oh! What are we going to do? You we, let the side down.
0: What's our roll? That's it. What's You're not a, needed anymore. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was that's
1: just, pretty I soon we're just going to need fight. you
0: for that seed bank and that's about it. <sighs> yeah, that's okay, going to be let's it.
2: That's go. <laughs> gold. Nice. Josh, what is this dish? We've got some organic asparagus here from Cambridge, which is about two and a half hours south of here.
1: It's a lot longer further away than that.
2: <laughs> You're Cambridge's. <laughs> um, so just outside of where I grew Beautiful. up. Um, yeah. What I've done with this is we've cooked it from start to finish in coconut oil at a very low temperature instead uh, of boiling
1: No, that, no music to my...
2: Um, on, top of that, on top of that we have two types of native New Zealand spinaches, a normal one and the red one which is called a wildfire spinach. This one. Yeah, so next
1: Why to that, is it, is it, is it is it a bit more peppery or is it? It's purely
2: th- the, the color it's named after.
1: Okay.
2: Right. Um, next to that we have a hollandaise sauce made with coconut oil and olive oil instead of butter. Yeah. And on top of that some puffed quinoa and white sesame seeds. Fantastic. So barbecue um, versus
1: so,
0: cakes in supermarkets um, versus th- all fine the dining. all the same. All well,
1: the In this sense that the work that goes into anything that I do I've never just put my, stamped my name on something, so I've been involved in the whole process and down to the material that I've not always agreed that there's always, sometimes you have to pick your battles.
0: So it's still that process of expectation and perfection no matter what, huh?
1: Yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, I've been diagnosed and I've done a lot of, uh, a lot of how tests. How long ago? And, how how uh, long ago? Three years, two, two years. Was it a shock
0: to you, or did you you
1: must? No, get... I went. So I have a sweaty head, but my head is very sensitive. Temp- my rest of my body is fine, but it's very sensitive to temperature. And I, because sometimes I have a really busy head. Now I don't know how busy anyone else's head is.
0: You should employ just a group of people to stand around
1: with fans. <laughs> I didn't bring it. Out. I said I'm a walking experiment. So I, took, <laughs> I, I, I went. I thought, oh, the brain. It's two percent of our body weight, sixty percent of our glucose and twenty-five percent of our blood. It's a muscle. And, and and awkward but so the more it goes like going to the gym, the hotter it gets. And under certain vibrations of emotions, again but i a little sensitive.
0: It must be um, enlightening to actually be aware.
1: Oh my god! And then
0: actually like, go. Okay, I'm going to work to my strengths, and I'm going to yeah.
1: And I think oh, mm. I can only increasingly become aware, of becoming aware. Mm. Who knows what's mm. going to happen?
0: Mm. It's yeah. really,
1: it's really exciting. And oh, with the world. So I went. Oh, I just found out about not an And um, that's
0: probably part of your ability to, to that, of what has made you what you are. Though. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I said, oh, the director of the
1: company. The company. Went, oh, I'm really sorry. I said
0: what?
1: Sorry for what? I've had the, the best restaurant in the world, the best chef in the world, the best this and the best that and be, And Lance Armstrong was the best cyclist in the world. And perfection, perfect is, it's a great word that it means complete. So if you're going to mark out a 10 and you get 10 out of 10, it's complete. But that's not emotional. And food is not it's that connection with our uh, emotions. <clears throat> I you can't moan about something when you've lost because someone's going to say even if you come second.
0: And there's there's two questions that I really wanted to ask you yeah. today because yeah. because I find this whole thing such a contradiction. Yeah. And so fine dining and what fine dining is and mm. the evolution of fine dining. It's changing. And then the other thing is World's 50 Best and that pressure cooker that we talk about and mental health and the expectation that that puts you at if you're yes. not in there, you're not perfection, you're well, not excellent. Abs- absolutely. How do you think about all that?
1: Well, when, I, when I went over, we went Remember the, for the, the 50 Best. In my Melbourne? Whole, yeah, my yeah. whole point of going there, because I got Lifetime Achievement Award. And in fact, that was probably the one that I felt the most comfortable oh, happy Oh, you don't look with.
0: old enough for that.
1: Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> this must be my plasters
0: um, they're keeping <clears> you down <yum. laughs>
1: the um, well i went uh, to, to basically politely moan about it because the 50 best began as just going you know, asking 20 chefs whose restaurant what magazine. their thoughts were were well, yeah. their favorite mm. favorites now and
0: look where it is now
1: look where it is wow. now and then it's become and 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 a journalist said to me when i, I did better interviews for so one of them i was remembering on the telephone in, in, in crown and this and i said are there any restaurants you think should be in there and that should and i said no. it's really important to understand that this has no relevance to the quality of the restaurants whatsoever and he said can you imagine a kitchen for the people that work their socks off that are like i don't know number 42, and then the following year, they're not in the top yeah. 50. How, they could be, how- Devastating. It's, it's, it is absolutely so flippant, so unconnected, but I- The
0: <clears> thing <throat> is, there, there, and I get that, There is. but the thing is that also the industry needs to have feedback and have recognition and have some sort of-
1: Yes, so I think, I believe- So how do we do it better? The Michelin Guide is more relevant because that guide started in the 1900s and it was for drivers. Um, and one star was worthy of a stop, two stars was worthy of a detour and three was worthy of a journey.
3: Yes.
1: But it doesn't say that three is better than one. It's no, just I... you could go to one star more because you well, have to work less for your reward. That's
0: right, because if you look at, <coughs> you look at say, a, a three star, yeah. um, and then you look at a two star, for me the two star might be where the risks are and where there's more experimentation and there's more creativity even happening. Exactly. Because the three star is there's absolutely no room for mistakes because it's that seamless experience. Exactly. But so then, you might be not taking as many risks at that stage as you would be.
1: No, so then the, what happens is fear of failure comes yes, and it starts yes. to take over.
0: Yeah, interesting.
2: Wow. This has all
1: been fantastic though. Right? I mean really
2: um, okay, so main course today. Uh, we have some Wagyu hanger steak, um, in Europe we call it anglais. Yes. Um, so this comes from over in the Hawke's Bay from a collective of farmers called First Light. Uh, so uh, I lo- I mean, I do
4: um
2: I love it, I not We've got a sauce there made with uh, all the beef bones and then we finish it with smoked bone marrow and a piece of baby gem lettuce which we've grilled. Uh, we've dressed that with a wild garlic grimmelata. Uh, so out west where I live there's still wild garlic growing everywhere. So I pick that and make a grimmelata out of that. Uh, There's an onion puree there and a burnt onion charcoal and some pickled crones from the start of the year.
0: What time did Mm -hmm. you pick that?
2: That wild garlic. That wild garlic, my wife picked that on Friday morning and dropped it. I just wanted to get that timeline in there, Josh. I I, I didn't have time today. She she drove in on the weekend with some because it means that the baby sleeps for an hour. That's important, isn't it?
1: Yeah. But that's how how lots of things started to happen,
2: Mm.
1: you know? Very cool. Thanks, Josh. This takes, this takes me back. This really takes wow. me back to early fat duck days. <laughs> we need to start going through better and best and talking about and mission, exactly what you're saying. When we redid really the fat duck, and it's, it's not there yet. It's sort of work Still working progress. But yeah. It was such a hard thing to do because I realised, you that it was. I realised in the end, I was screaming at myself. I created such a, a linear, precision-driven kitchen that I couldn't understand why they couldn't be creative. But that was my responsibility because because they didn't want to working. fail. Yeah. And and then someone asked me a question: Would, would you fear what, of if failure. You had fear of failure? You can't have a best restaurant. You can't. You just can't have a best one. You can have a favourite one, and your favourite one might be your favourite one today and not tomorrow. Not
0: tomorrow, yeah. Like this a cookbook the, or anything yeah, else. This yeah, this is the beauty of, yeah. of, 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 of cooking,
1: and... So is it
0: wrong to rate? I mean, I feel that we have to have some sort of feedback system so that... And, and the industry seems also to want it, but I feel like such a hypocrite because on one hand I'm sitting here saying we need to be kinder to one another, we need to not judge, we need to...
1: A year or two years time, it'll be 15 years of three stars. I think that one thing that would be, would be good to do, to say that after you've had, I'm using 50 years because it's around this kind of number, but <clears throat> X amount of time having performed at, at, and dealing with that pressure, go into a hall of fame or something, so you can't be mocked. This is why I went to Australia, and, and to when try I and make that statement the li- yeah did they
0: listen
1: <clears throat> yeah my when i did my presentation my talk they listened yeah they listened
0: so what is the outcome of that do you think what what did you achieve
1: well i achieved sowing a seed Yeah. i think that's it Which Sowing a seed. Start. and the beginning of a potential shared belief
0: hold on we'll Take a break and find out what this course
1: is before we. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to do this.
2: So I'm a, I'm just the way it's supposed to be eaten. That's I'm about perfect. to say this is kind of like an ice cream sandwich. And you've just mm. done exactly what I wanted. That's awesome. Oh, most fantastic. people try and
0: dive in with a spoon and a fork. Oh my well, god, it's 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 just beautiful. so
2: beautiful. Alright, so on the oh. outside, we've got some burnt white chocolate. Yeah. And then inside, a fromage blanc parfait. Uh, fromage blanc is made done in. Kikura by a real good mate of ours, Daniel. He just does awesome cheeses and goat's products. Mm. Uh, we've got Seville orange gel and a condensed milk sorbet.
1: It's like
0: you need a big mouth, though, yeah. Josh. I feel like this the same way I do about like those triple burgers, where you actually can't get it all in your gob at the same time. he has got
2: no worries with it. Well,
0: he's obviously got to, he's got a <laughs> looser jaw than I have, obviously.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, the three finger all. I love it. <laughs> the three finger all. What's that? Every, every human being. Well, to every maybe if you've got a. If you're a midget or a dwarf, I don't know, but every human being, three fingers is the is the is the widest you can comfortably open your mouth. Your own three fingers.
0: I'm not gonna do that while we're on camera.
1: Every every human is Hold on
0: a minute. Hold on, just a sec, one minute. <laughs> oh, I can do that. Wow, I've learned so much today. <laughs> <laughs> Today's uh, discussion has been very much about value. You have a, the value of food.
1: Yes. And value of breath. Value of food. Value every mouthful. Every food.
0: A, and every minute. But uh, yeah. I've in three years here in New Zealand, um, another thing that disturbs me is that I go around the country and I talk to restaurateurs and chefs, especially at the high end and they say to me that they haven't changed the prices on their menus for six to seven years because of the fact that the consumer won't pay it's ter- more it's terrible. and i don't understand how that is sustainable for the industry it's
1: terrible it's not sustainable it's absolutely so what's the answer give a, we give we we think our, we want to have a bigger house
3: hmm. Back and pay to that again. less
1: money yeah. from our food there you go own a chicken build a pen for the chicken sell some eggs for the chicken and then peel the chicken and pluck the chicken and age the chicken and package the chicken and take the chicken to the shop and i'm gonna how much money would you do that for mm. well, one pound 20 or whatever well, no. it is no. so we it, it, this is a this is a mirrored effect of the fact that we become so powerful because we don't have to climb mountain to get water anymore every day or fight an animal to death to feed our kids. Now we're in this bizarre situation that we're fear if we're scared of losing stuff that we're probably never even going to get in the first bloody place. So it's like, hey, go on a day oh, no, fantastic. and then first two you call it the first, I don't know, say, say five days, six days, seven days, you know. Oh now I'm starting to relax and the moment the show is gonna go, going to yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. oh shit, I've only got seven days left.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then you're stressing <laughs> <about> <laughs> the fact I oh, that's what I do. That's <gasps> I, how I thought I was the only person I'm that did it. It takes you three, three days the and then you go, oh, <laughs> uh, oh shit, it's coming to an end. Oh I've got forty-five hours left, I've got forty <laughs> hours left, I've got thirty-five <laughs> hours <laughs> left, oh my god, I need to have quality time, I need yeah, yeah.
3: quality got, time.
0: <laughs> It's like, I stood in a shop once in Shark Bay up in the Northern Territory, it was hilarious, and I watched this woman, there was one sausage roll left. Only one. And there was a queue of 12 people.
1: Do you see her thinking...
0: No, it was me that I was worried about because she was in front of me and I wanted that sausage roll. (laughs) And she wasn't gonna order a sausage roll, but she looked at me and she could see that my intent was on that sausage roll, so she ordered that sausage roll. Bitch. I know. (laughs) I nearly hit her. Like, I wanted to tackle her and strangle her in the middle. Because she didn't want the sausage roll. It was just she knew I wanted the sausage roll, so then she had to have the sausage
1: roll. So she would be just uh, defending her... Territory. Yeah. And I want what
0: you want, because you want that. It's actually something I have to have. I can get it. I have to have it all. I I
2: can get it. And I have to have the sausage roll. And it was
0: probably dried up and three days old anyway, so (laughs) who cared, you know? You wanted it. She should have gone for the wrap.
2: What
1: did you get in the end? <laughs> the
0: wreck. It, it was all right,
1: <laughs> but it didn't. It wasn't a sausage roll. It wasn't the sausage roll. I
0: wanted that uh, sausage roll. No, it's crazy yeah. what you think is yeah. important when it's
1: not uh, important. Yeah, exactly. This lunch surprisingly sounds condescending. It was wonderful, Thank you. absolutely wonderful, and 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 I I I want to follow this up.
0: I was so that you were going to be an arrogant
1: bastard, but you're actually quite nice. I really like you. <laughs> <laughs> like you actually
0: did. Cuisine bites: everything you'll ever need to know about food. Many thanks, of course, to Heston Blumenthal and the Everdure team, and the lovely ladies at Panic PR, and also to Peter Gordon and to the Sky City team for helping us make that lunch happen. Josh Barlow, a huge thank you to you and your team for working on your day off. You did good. And that's our first episode of Cuisine Bites. A little bit longer than it should have been because Heston had so much to say. And it'd be great if you'd support us and subscribe to Cuisine Bites at cuisine.co.nz. Our gloriously casual Kiwi summer issue is now on shelves, so keep an eye out for a shimmering orange and white striped mango, turmeric, cardamom and coconut ice block. Make sure you grab a copy because we've got your summer sorted. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching Cuisine Magazine, and I'll meet you back here for the next episode of Cuisine Bites. Um, don't you get bored after
1: a while in a bath? I get bored. Oh, oh my god, I can't. I've got to have something else to do. I mean, maybe there's some rubber ducks. <laughs> Unless in there there's someone in there
0: with you or something, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's I know, very boring if, after even,
1: a while. You sit there. I know. She keeps. I'm, I'm, I think my average time in the bath is. is, is Gradually being able to go up by <laughs> your
0: second. Because uh, I love the romanticism of it, but then you get in there and you go, oh.
1: Yeah, and then there's a point where you go, I'm too hot now.
0: Yeah. <laughs>